It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. Is there a right way and a wrong way to start pro-life conversations? Well, today I will be speaking with Alex Lehan, a student at the University of Illinois and a pro-life leader with the organization We Dignify. The mission of We Dignify is to equip, educate, and empower college students to lead pro-life groups on campus. Alex, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. Hi, Rich. Thank you for having me. A delighted. Love what you guys are doing. Let's, let's just dive right in. Tell us a little bit about We Dignify and how you got involved with it. So We Dignify is a nonprofit organization that has um, clubs on college campuses in the Chicagoland, Illinois area, and I got involved my sophomore year at their annual leadership boot camp. I went to this boot camp, and I learned what it means to be a pro-life leader and kind of was equipped with all of the knowledge and skills that I need to have meaningful conversations about abortion and about pro-life ideology on my campus. So a huge emphasis for our group is to um, create pro-life leaders that are able to go and defend the unborn in our society and especially on college campuses. So what I mean, I'm hearing a couple things here. First of all, uh, you're, actually attempting to have conversations rather than just sort of shouting matches over ideology. Is that part of what this is about? Definitely. So We Dignify has a event called Daring Greatly. And when we have Daring Greatly events, we take a group of pro-life people and we go to the quad on our campus and we walk up to strangers and just initiate conversations about abortion. Um, which is very daunting, but usually we start off with talking about a recent event or something in the news and just ask people, plain and simple, what they think about abortion and then talk to them about why they have those beliefs and really just try to dignify the unborn and show people that the pro-life ideology is a really loving and caring ideology. You you know, when you say that, I'm... uh... So you're walking up to people cold turkey and starting a, a conversation on abortion. I agree. On a campus of a college in Illinois, I would agree that that is a rather daunting task. <laughs> how, so how does that start? What? Okay, I'm walking down the quad. I'm a, I'm a, I have a, a pin on that says NOW or um, some, some sort of ideological pin on. What are you going to say to me when you walk up to me? Usually, I I just start with my name. I'll just go up and approach and say, hi, my name is Alex Lehan, um, and I'll just ask a question. I think the last time I did this was back in April or May of last year, and in Illinois, there was a lot of talk about the Reproductive Health Act that was going to be passed, so I would go up to people, introduce myself, and ask what they thought about this law. 
um, or about the parental notification law that Illinois was going to repeal about abortion. Um, so just, I started with current events, just flat out asked them um, and waited for them to tell me kind of what they thought and would respond. So your posture is of asking a question and actually listening. Definitely. Listening is one of the most important parts. You have to understand where people are coming from and what their beliefs are if you want to have a meaningful conversation with them. Um, so we don't automatically start our conversation talking about abortion through faith because we know that not every person is a person of faith. So we want to see what they think about the pro-life ideology and kind of address where they're coming from. So whether that be addressing the issue of abortion from a science perspective or a philosophical perspective, we just kind of meet them where they're at and defend the unborn through that, um, through that way. And what do you find? What are, what are the answers that you're, you're getting from students? First of all, when you ask them about those uh, two laws in Illinois, did they know anything about them? Some people knew a little bit about what was going on, but a lot of people didn't really understand the gravity of those laws, uh, especially with the Reproductive Health Act that made abortion legal through all nine months of pregnancy. A lot of people didn't really know that that was on the table. Um, and we get a lot of mixed opinions. I've definitely talked to people who were completely for that law, who really didn't care about um, the unborn through any stage of pregnancy, but I've also met people who didn't like that babies could be aborted through that ninth, through that ninth month, and they, and they thought that there should be some restrictions on that. So I get a lot of different opinions there. It's really interesting seeing um, how different people really think about the issue of abortion on this liberal college campus. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker with the law firm of Malk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MalkBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, I'm speaking with Alex Lehan, student pro-life leader with We Dignify, and we've been talking about approaching students on campus and, and raising the discussion about abortion. So, Alex, um, do you find that a lot of the students, when you are uh, approaching them in this con conversation, are hostile? Sometimes they're hostile. I wouldn't say that too many. I've definitely had a couple conversations where people were very angry at me for holding and defending my pro-life beliefs. Um, I've had people tell me that, uh, well, people implied that I was insane and that I hated women because of my pro-life beliefs. But I've also had people become very animated and interested in the topic that I was discussing because that felt like there wasn't much of a conversation actually happening on our campus. Um, some people were really excited to hear a different perspective and kind of build off their own beliefs, whether they were pro-life beliefs or pro-choice beliefs, like they were able to engage in that issue. So sometimes there's hostility, but oftentimes people are kind of interested to see um, why I'm talking about this pro-life issue and why I would make myself really vulnerable and start a conversation with a complete stranger. So that leads me into the question, well, why are you pro-life? What, what does it mean to you? I am pro-life because, um, at least for a personal reason, my parents, they got pregnant before they were married. 
um, and they they were really young and they didn't have a lot of money and they found out they were pregnant, but not only pregnant pregnant with twins. Um, and choosing life for them meant making a lot of sacrifices, and those sacrifices that they made are are really the reason that I'm here today and the reason that I can talk to you today. Um, the life that I have lived has been one full of just love and joy and laughter, and I owe it all to the sacrifice that my parents made when they found out that they were in such um, a vulnerable position of being pregnant with twins at such a young age. So I'm pro-life because I'm alive. You made another comment that was interesting to me, and that was, um, why is abortion not empowering to women? Uh, I was just going to say, you had just talked about how your parents made that choice um, with a lot of sacrifice. So how is it that abortion is not empowering? Abortion isn't empowering women because it kind of tells women, um, at least the ideology of the day seems like women who want a career need to have abortion so that they can keep their career. Or women who want an education need an abortion so that they can stay in school and obtain an education. But that isn't an empowering ideology. That's telling women that they can't do both. And the truly empowering ideology is telling women that they are strong enough to do both. Women are strong enough to choose life. They can both fulfill their dreams and raise children. Um, But also, there are so many studies out there right now that show that women who choose abortion have an increased risk of mental health issues than women who chose life for her child for her child. And there are also so many programs out there that offer grief counseling and therapy to women who have chosen abortion. And if abortion was truly empowering, we wouldn't see those statistics and we wouldn't see those grief programs because something that's empowering shouldn't be painful and harmful. It should be raising women up and telling them that they are strong enough to, to do anything. So when you say that, and you share that with either men or women uh, on, on campus, what's their response to that? They, they don't really seem to buy into that for some reason. They, they really, they'll shift their perspective into the whole my body, my choice, and saying that, um, telling women that they can't have abortions is, is controlling women's bodies and controlling their freedom and they, they just kind of miss the point. Uh, they, they don't see, at that point, they don't see the, the unborn as humans. They just kind of only focus on the mother and the mother's life and don't really put any value on the unborn. And so how do you deal with that when, when they shift the topic? Do you bring them back to the topic, or, or what do you do? Yeah, always we always try to bring them back to the topic and um, asking them why don't the unborn have value? Like, why does the woman's right to, you know, for autonomy over her body, why would that um, be more important than the unborn? And really just trying to ask them, well, what is the unborn? Are they human? Are they people? Do they have value? Coming up, we will talk further with Alex Lehan, student pro-life leader for We Dignify, about how to start and maintain pro-life conversations. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker and an attorney with the firm of Malk and Baker. We're a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals and their legal needs. If you missed the first part of the show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we're speaking with Alex Lehan, student pro-life leader with We Dignify, and we've been talking about having dialogue and conversations uh, with other students on campus about the issue of abortion and really about the issue of life. Um, as we all know, the uh, campus atmosphere these days is very, very um, polarized, and it, it's a difficult thing. So, uh, Alex, I'm, I'm just really impressed with your willingness to go out and try to break through all that polarization and really have a conversation. Tell me about... Um, some of the different conversations, what was the most difficult one you ever had? The most difficult conversation that I've had on campus was with two people that I sat down with. Um, I started off the conversation asking these people if what they thought about the Illinois Reproductive Health Act that was passed, and they told me that they really agreed with it. And they, they agreed with abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, and I asked them why. I asked them why they thought that, and they basically just told me that women have a right to choose. And I tried to go into why why women have the right to choose and why it didn't matter if, um, it, why, why unborn rights didn't matter and, and why women uh, trump them. And these people got really angry with me very quickly, and the conversation became very hostile. Um, the environment kind of shifted from one of an open dialogue to them trying to um, kind of paint me as like a really mean person. Uh, every time I would mention how abortion can bring grief and pain to women and that women often choose abortion because they feel like they don't have um, the options of parenting because maybe they aren't in the best financial situation or maybe they want their career and they feel like they can't do both. How you know, women are kind of trapped in that mindset. They, they basically implied that I was saying women choose abortion because they are mentally insane and that women are, um, basically that I, I, that I don't have any empathy for women and that I don't care about them. And so, um, once I realized how hostile and mean the conversation was and, and how they were not open to having a respectful dialogue with me, I quickly ended the conversation and tried to just remain polite to them, but also um, maintain my own dignity and not put myself in a really mean environment. So I ended it and moved on to the next conversation because sometimes there are people that it's really hard to dialogue with and you shouldn't have to, um, you shouldn't have to deal with people who aren't willing to listen. So I, I'm just really curious, how do you maintain your dignity when you're when somebody's really coming at you like and I would imagine they were they were both using insulting words and their tone was probably raised and and really directed how how what do you do and and what does we dignify um, teach you to do in that situation? We dignify teaches us to simply walk away you know and just to to not give them more thought, really, um, because the goal of the conversations that we're having is to defend the unborn. And We Dignify always talks about how valuable life is and how every life needs to be treated with respect and love. 
And once you notice yourself not being respected and not being loved, then it is up to you to, to draw the line and say, this is, this is where you need, you know, like, this is where you need to stop because I'm a person too. And not respecting someone is not really valuing them as a person. Um, so we dignify really emphasizes just keeping love and keeping the unborn in the back of your mind at all times. Um, because if the conversation quickly turns hostile and you feed into that environment and you become hostile and you raise your voice, you're not doing any justice for the unborn. You're not promoting a pro-life viewpoint and you're really kind of reinforcing some of those negative stereotypes that are held against pro-life people. So it's really just, you know, becoming humble at a certain point and backing out of a conversation that you know is wrong. Uh, that's a difficult thing to do sometimes. I, I find that that's very hard for me sometimes. And, and I think the word you used of pride may be really part of that is, is somebody offends you and then, then you want to, you know, justify yourself or something. So is it realistic to uh, change someone's mind in one conversation? How does that work? We think if I always talked about um, having conversations with people, but it's always like emphasizing that it's going to be more than one conversation. Very rarely are you going to talk to someone and automatically change their perspective. It takes time for people to really process the injustice of abortion, especially because right now the law of the land is abortion. And we want to build a culture of life and we want abortion to become unthinkable. But when you have politicians and everybody claiming that abortion is this wonderful thing that kind of gets ingrained into a lot of people's minds. And so the goal of We Dignify is to equip college students to be able to just kind of start chipping away at that, really just kind of painting the pro-life ideology in a loving manner and just really being persistent and strong in pro-life beliefs um, because you won't change someone's mind in, in just one conversation. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. I'm Rich Baker with the law firm of Malk and Baker. If you're just tuning in, make sure to visit MalkBaker.com to hear the rest of this interview. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, I'm speaking with Alex Lehan, student pro-life leader with We Dignify. We've been talking about engaging the culture on the college campus with a pro-life message. I'm, I'm thinking back, and I'm just thinking, uh, I heard recently a, a missionary who was in uh, Poland, and he told me that um, it takes at least 10 conversations uh, for, for uh, missionaries to see an impact of the gospel, oftentimes on people. So I, I think that's probably true with the pro-life uh, message as well, that, that given this culture and given how ingrained it's become and normalized, it takes a lot to pull somebody out of that framework. Other than a, a single conversation, what's We Dignify doing to try to, to change the culture? We Dignify has small groups, weekly small groups, where they meet college students and they just talk about pro-life apologetics, what abortion procedures are, and how to help women who have been hurt by abortion. So we really do try to 
educate people on our campus about the reality of the situation. Um, we focus on equipping people with the knowledge so that they really understand the gravity. Um, we don't really like using graphic images or, or graphic language when we talk about abortion because it's really you know, the most effective way to change people's hearts and minds is through love and empathy. But we do have to go into the science about what an abortion procedure is and really just showing people that there is um, there's a human there. And, and exactly what an abortion procedure does kind of rips apart the human. So we've, we really focus on educating people so that they know exactly what's happening. And once you know what's happening, it's really hard not to do something because it's such an important issue and you really see the humanity of it. You know, they say, uh, I keep reading that um, this generation is a pro-life generation. Are you finding that on campus or, or what's your experience on that? I would say, yeah, we are the pro-life generation. I. I have so many wonderful pro-life friends, and We Dignify does an amazing job of building a community of pro-life leaders, and these people are, are formed through We Dignify, through the small groups, and through the mentoring, that they just, they, be, they radiate love, and they radiate joy, and they're able to just transform the lives of the people around them, because they've got such an amazing perspective on human dignity, human worth, and how life should be. So, yeah, I would say we are the pro-life generation, and we're going to love radically and change this world. So, so Alex, as I'm listening to what you just said, I'm hearing that uh, we dignify and this pro-life idea that you are working with is far more than just about the uh, issue of abortion, but it really goes to how you live your life and how you love people. Um, am I right on that? Yes, you definitely are. All right. I'd, I'd love to go on with this conversation, but I'm looking at the clock and I'm seeing we're about to wrap up. How can people find out more about We Dignify? You can find out more about We Dignify on the We Dignify website. That is wedignify.org. Also check out the We Dignify podcast. They post a new podcast every week about different pro-life issues and ideologies. That podcast can be found on wedignify.org. Um, and what campuses are you on? We Dignify is at the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, Loyola University at Chicago, DePaul, and Marquette. If anyone listening is interested in joining, you can find us at wedignify.org. Thanks very much for being on our show. Uh, Alex, we Thank look forward you. to... to uh, seeing you again, uh, seeing you at the, the, the pro-life rallies and marches here in Chicago. If you have a legal need and a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. On our website, you'll find our Lawyers for Jesus podcast, and you can also subscribe to our newsletter for legal insights. Thanks for listening. I'm Rich Baker, attorney at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus. Gonna have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.